2: Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now, with your hosts, Nikki Leach and Richard Shields, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody to this edition of Everyday Connection. Now, I'm Richard O'Shields and to my north, just a well, back in Texas we might have called it a fur piece. Nikki Leach. <laughs> How are you, Nikki?
3: A fur piece? A
2: fur piece? I'm a fur piece. Yes, yeah, way fur over there. Over.
4: I'm not very furry today, Richard. <laughs> I shaved.
2: Oh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh that accent. Oh my goodness. It does I'm a, fur a fur you
2: know, piece. No, um that?
4: where I where I come from in the valley, it's uh you get in the burr. Or sorry, you get in the curr and you go to the burr. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: That's almost like Yeah. Austin, Hopefully it's not too fur. Park the car and Havid Yad. I mean <laughs> ah,
4: strangeness. strangeness.
2: That's yeah, fun and uh,
4: a lot of that going on these days yeah uh, you asked me how I was doing I'm doing yes. fantastic. We have an amazing return guest on tonight ah. and we're just so happy to have her back and the morning show is going fantastically well. I can't say enough good things about our correspondence um, and the people who have shown interest in being correspondents I've got you know more meetings coming up this week with people and it's just very yeah. exciting there's going to be new faces. Kick- Around the flow and it's good. It's awesome. Yeah, because
2: I've got a I've got a list of people that I'm working my way through that want to be hosts on the on the network. So we're gonna have new shows, new correspondents on our show, and wow, just all busy like like work. Well, no, (laughs) but like a like a occupation, a career. Um,
5: Oh, certainly,
2: absolutely. Avocation. There you go fashion mm. an avocation
4: an avocation I like that yeah much, much better just, than a job
2: so much better than having a job
4: yes, absolutely
2: we're having to go to work
4: we have a special show tonight because it's not my birthday it's not your birthday
2: it's finally one of our guests it's birthday our guest
4: birthday <laughs> <laughs> how cool is
2: that so we we will cut short our bantering and and get right over there, because we have a return return guest, as you mentioned, a uh, member of our E C family, and uh, we just loves her. Simran Singh. Thank you. Welcome. Well, Happy birthday.
1: I just love you guys. I just love you guys. You make me smile. You make my heart smile, just like I know you make all of your listeners' hearts smile. And I couldn't think of two better people to be with on my birthday, so thank you.
4: Oh. Gosh, you're going to make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Simran. I already sang to her, for our listeners who've heard me sing happy birthday on the show before, to Rick. um, I've already sang, so... Beautifully sung <laughs> sang together.
2: Beautifully sung, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't ruin it. I, you know, let her just leave. <laughs>
4: no, you didn't ruin it. <laughs> so, Simran... You know, you were here last time, we asked you the big question, so we only have one question now to ask you. What are you doing now? What are you doing now? What are you doing now?
2: (laughs) Wait, that was three. Oh, wait, three and one. (laughs) You
4: know, I
2: am
1: playing full out. I have decided to reverse age and truly become a
3: child. Yay! Isn't that awesome? Okay, we talked
4: about that this morning. Yes. Did you?
2: Yes, it was on
4: our morning show.
2: How synchronistic. Oh, she
4: must oh, be a synchromystic.
1: A synchromystic. Oh, I like it.
2: <laughs> More of those mystical things are happening. No, we just did. We talked about how she, well, we had a guest that's going to be on this Friday evening on the flow, uh, that uh, which will be last Friday evening to the people listening to this, I guess, but uh, that she was calling young lady and And Lynn said, oh, that's so sweet of you to call me young lady. And she said, well, I'm looking at your picture over here. What do you, do you in your early thirties cause she's almost 40 now, Nikki. And so she's feeling like she's, you know, I, I can call some people a young lady now. That's like, oh.
4: Anybody who's under and, 35, I have the right to call a young lady. Yes.
2: And, and, <laughs> and, and Lynn just kind of went, Oh, well, I'm almost 60. <laughs> mm. And she is, and she is, but she does look like she's in her thirties and, uh, uh, that whenever- well, I
4: asked her what her secret was, and she said, it's because I love living. I love giving. I live a life of service, and it keeps me young, and that's what you do. so. See? There's something to it. You
1: know, There's the fountain of youth really does exist, but the problem is we've been looking for it on the outside, and it actually
4: exists on the inside.
2: Wham, there it is.
4: Right. See? We've got your youth solutions right here on Everyday Connections.
2: Right.
1: Forget the Botox, so no more facelifts, just go inside to your own fountain of youth. That's all you have to do.
4: Absolutely, and have fun, which I'm sure you've been doing. So what have you been doing to have fun? If you're playing hard, that means you're you're playing often, I'm guessing.
1: Well, as, as you know from before, I had ventured off on this Rebel Road tour, and I've been really getting out there and stretching all my limits, just being uh, spontaneous and in the moment and allowing myself to experience and discover myself in new ways, just through song and comedy and speaking and storytelling and letting every moment be so spontaneous that I didn't plan any of it. And it's been like playing, like the playing of a child. And I have discovered that when we live so presently in that now experience, and we really approach it in the way that children approach life, that we do something to our physiology, we do something to our hearts, our souls, our environments, the people that connect to us. It is just, it's almost like a positive virus that takes place rather than the, the negative connotation of a virus that we've always had. And it's, it's the journey to enlightenment. It is your journey to enlightenment simply to return to the essence of being a child. It's that simple.
2: And
4: we
1: make it so hard,
4: <laughs> don't we? <laughs>
2: well, we? Humans. We talked about that this morning too. How creative humans are, because boy, we can. Yes. It, we can make some oh. stuff complicated.
4: We can <sighs> talk ourselves into some crazy hard situations.
2: And, but it is that we we talked about the the fountain of youth. We talked about the being in the now because. It really, it is. It almost becomes as if time doesn't pass. It just is, and um, it's. I think that's one of the things that goes on in Costa Rica because Costa Rica was very much like that for me. Uh, it was, it was this game, and and most people were kind of coming at it from that angle of if there was something you needed to accomplish, you're like, ooh, I wonder if we can do that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Like kids, you know, gonna <laughs> pretend in the yard, ooh, let's go I, I wonder if we can we can do that. And um it 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 wasn't so good for getting scheduled things done like radio shows. But <laughs> But it was a lot of fun and very energizing and refreshing.
1: Well, you know, kids don't really have a schedule. They don't live that way and I think that we've gotten so structured and so serious about how we're trying to do things that we've forgotten that kids don't create vision boards kids don't say affirmations they don't do all of those things
3: yet but look at how
1: they manifest you know they dream and they imagine and they play and and then all of a sudden the very things that they're dreaming and imagining and playing with they actually manifest and then have and we've made it so complicated when all we have to do is really just dive back into that nonconformity, that playfulness, that excitement and exuberance that is the child, yet the, the thought that will go through many people's minds as they hear those words is, how, how are we supposed to just play through life? Who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? And the irony is that stuff does show up. It really does show up when you dive that presently and that intimately into yourself and reconnect back with that essence that knew how to create and didn't have any doubts about creating.
4: And that's it, isn't it? I if we overthink everything. We really do. We analyze and we analyze our analysis, and then we examine that and we study it a little longer. Um, My favorite thing is, okay, I'm feeling this feeling. Now, why am I feeling the feeling? Well, why do I feel that way about the feeling? Well, what am I going to do about the fact that I'm feeling that way about the feeling? Whatever happened to just feeling it? (laughs) 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 The odd thing about feeling it is if you ever watch a kid get angry or upset about something, they get angry and upset just long enough for the next shiny thing to come along, and then they're over it, and they're on their way to find something new. They don't hold on to stuff.
1: People don't realize, you know, we think about the word ecstasy. We want to be in ecstasy and bliss and and all of those kinds of terms. But people don't realize that when a child is throwing their tantrum and kicking and flailing and screaming at the top of their lungs and tears and red face and hair sweated down to their skull – they are in the ecstasy of that emotion they are so in the ecstasy of it that they're fully feeling it fully embodying it fully living it out and then they don't carry it to the next thing that they're going to they they can then fully dive into the giggles and the laughter of the thing the shiny object that took their their attention but we don't like you said we think about stuff and then even after we've analyzed it and thought about it and figured out where it was that it came from if we figured it out We still carry it to the next thing with
5: us. (laughs)
4: Yeah.
2: Stuck in the paralysis of analysis.
5: Yeah.
4: We stick it in our purse and we lug it around. (laughs) (laughs) And we wonder why we can't find anything.
3: (laughs) That's right. And then
2: you can find some awakening and enlightenment groups where everybody gets their little bag of stuff and they pull it out and they go, Oh, see, I was trapped in this one for a long time. I'm so glad I finally saw that. And they put it right back in their bag. <laughs> and yeah. everybody everybody else makes a copy of it and puts it in their bag. <clears throat> it's so fun.
1: Or I've healed this. I'm so over this. I'm so done with this. I've completely healed it. And, and I'm finished with that story in my life. But let me tell you what happened. Right, <laughs> yeah. Back ah.
5: the right. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, fun
2: too? that really is how one of the main ways we do it. We keep... We keep telling the story. I, I, yep. I, you know, you think of being first in love, you know, puppy love, teen love, first, just wow, everything's so wonderful, and and then it quits being that way. What happened? Well, it's usually after you say, "Well, so tell me what you used to do," and then it just starts all going to pieces. You go, you start thinking, "Oh, really? You what?" <clears throat> Instead of just focusing on the wonderful being that they're being at the moment. What does it matter what they did then?
1: Well, when you were in Costa Rica and those things that would just spontaneously happen, didn't you notice how things would kind of line up and the flow just happened? People, the right people would show up or the right, um, as you're imagining, those, those specific details would seem to fall into place. And yet when we try to plan, it sometimes often seems like we're going against the grain and things aren't working. What if it is the whole plan that we're trying to initiate that's actually creating the friction because we're going against the flow?
2: Yeah, because it, we were talking about becoming a synchro mystic. It, it, The synchronicities just will blow your mind. They... We hadn't been in Costa Rica two days when Nikki and I went together, that we were just, our sides ached from laughing mm-hmm. about nobody's mm-hmm. going gonna to believe this. But we'd just, you know, we'd like, look at this. Did you just see that? Were you there when we just did that? Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> and that's how it works. It's, it's totally how it works. And it's so entertaining to watch it and be part of it and just swim in it.
1: It's it's just all part of the play, and, and that's the thing. If, if people would allow themselves to dive into this life and this earth and this experience as a playground, then they would realize that all these things are just sandboxes, that conflict at work. It's just one of the sandboxes you decided to go play in or that, that relationship issue or that illness that you had are different play boxes, sandboxes that you're playing in, and you can just as easily decide, okay, I'm going to go play in this sandbox of creativity or I'm going to go do a sandbox of creating an amazing network with people around the world that are correspondents that are sending in these audio clips that I'm now sharing with the world. It's the sandbox that we're choosing to play in, and we really do have that choice but it's our excuses and our own self bondage and servitude to our stories and our hardship and how we are just not getting it that that we've bought into as the sandbox rather than all the other
2: choices that we have. And, and so
4: true. I mean, we we're we're good sh- at excuses.
2: Are you? Yeah, that goes with that creativity thing. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Never heard that excuse before. But it, it's when we get so they it can seem so serious, you know. Oh, we're gonna try to build this and, and and but we really are kids in a sandbox. And somebody walks by and goes, "What are you doing?" And you say, "Well, I and you've got your little your little dump truck and bulldozer, yellow things, and and you know, well, I'm building a." Uh, whatever, nuclear power plant, whatever they think of, and, and uh, yeah, I'm building a castle. He, oh, okay, you're building a castle. It, 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 we don't look at them and they go, well, you can't build a castle. No one's built castles in hundreds of years. They're really quite out of style. You don't look at a little kid and say that to them. Why would you do that? And so they do. They sit right there and they build their castle, and, and occasionally the kid that walks by goes, ooh, that sounds like fun, and jumps in the sandbox with them. But the the kid in there doesn't get it, you know. Well, why did the last people not want to play, too? I have the best game. You know, there's just none of that evaluation. It's just, I'm piling up sand. I'm going to make a castle. Because it sounds like fun. And, you know, then you smish the castle and you make us something else.
1: You know, that's the thing. I think, I think kids don't limit themselves. They don't put the boundaries. They don't have the attachments to uh, something lasting. You know, if, if, if they're going to build something, if they're going to build with Legos or building blocks, they build it and there's just as much excitement in tearing it down as it is in building it. And yet we build something and then we hang on to it for dear life. Or the very thing that we were once excited about building – we all of a sudden become slave to it and we still don't want to let it go. But then that's where the stuckness happens and that's where um, the stagnancy is and the energy doesn't move because we're just supposed to be children. We are the divine child of the universe and we're here to build and destroy and build and destroy and build. Just play with it in that way
2: yeah and it, it it does there's there really doesn't need to be any more attachment to it when it you know something falls apart than when the little kid is done building the castle and goes smoosh and smooshes it and makes something else there's they don't cry about it or you know they smash it themselves because they want the room to make something new and um not that we can't make things and just leave them and move on to something else, but there need not be that attachment when it you know, oh, but my castle, my castle, <laughs> <clears throat> It, what, need a better one, bigger one, let's make a house this time or an office building.
5: Well, and
1: I think the other thing that children do that really we can learn from is they, when they go on a playground, they play with everybody. You You see that they immediately make friends. They're immediately connected. They don't total strangers all of a sudden they're talking to and they're playing with and 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 all these kids just come together you know it's it's us adults that create war it's it's us adults that have conflict or or saying this is mine and this is yours and and i want more of this and if we really did allow ourselves to understand that it is just this free place for all of us to be together and to build together then we would have a different set of creation that is happening, and I think what's so beautiful about what the two of you do, especially with this this new project and the network and everything that's taking place, is you're exhibiting by example what happens when you stay in just pure imagination and excitement about something, because you draw everything to you, and and you end up allowing that excitement to continuously bubble over and magnify to where it just infects everyone else and they want to be a part of something. And that's the time that we're in and when we get to that place, all of us, there's going to be that sense of oneness, but to get there, we each have to let go of the excuses and we each have to allow ourselves to connect with the love, the courage and the commitment that's involved and that love is the self-love enough to follow our own hearts. And the courage is the ability to step out of conformity. It doesn't mean there's not fear, but it does mean that we step out of where we conform to in our lives. And that the commitment is to live that dream, that play, that life with absolutely no excuses and stay the course that our heart is what has to be fed most of all, that our joy and our bliss and our presence is what's most important. And then it does serve everyone else and connect.
4: Absolutely. I was just letting that soak in for a little bit. Yeah.
2: That's one of those did you all hear that? We've we've just about got our listeners that when we get quiet like that, it's like, wait, wait, what'd she just say? Play that again. That was something good.
4: Rewind. Rewind. Um, it's very true and one of the things you know, they like we talk about it and we're it, we're very honest about the creation of the network and about the show and the progression and how it's grown. And we've had a lot of excuses. We've managed Holy to day. over the last couple of years, come up with infinite amount of excuses as to why, well, it's not going to work.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, you can't do that.
4: Um, both, you know, in our own personal lives and, and within the show. And, but it comes to a point where you just have to throw up your hands and let go. I go, "All right. You got to you got to choose. You got am I all in or not?" And when you go all in, then you know, it's you got to you got to really just let go of every preconceived notion and expectation that you have and just arms open wide and, "All right, I'm ready. Let's play." and see what happens because there's no other way for it to work well i've discovered there's two groups of people there's
1: that group of people that's just stuck that that doesn't know where to go doesn't know how to go That's just decided i have to settle in life I, I've, I've got people to take care of, I've got things to do, I have responsibilities, I've got bills to pay. There's just no possible way that I can do what I need to do. I just need to follow the system and hopefully at the end of my life, by the end of my life, I'll have the retirement or the time or the money to do what it is I want to do. And so they live this life of kind of drudgery and downtroddenness and sadness and or not quite aliveness. And then there's this other group that is the more the ones who've kind of done their work and they're spiritual and they've gotten to this place of peace and contentment, but they're still not quite fully living out their heart's passion. They're, they're teaching the things, they're talking about the things, but are they diving into what they're really, really saying happens? Are they really trusting the universe to truly bring that all to them? And it has to do with exactly what you're saying. It's that letting go. It is, it is really allowing ourselves to understand where we've kept ourselves in bondage in terms of what we truly believe we can trust and what we can have or where we've gone into servitude with the things that we've created around ourselves or worst of all where we've become the Stepford human and we've just become the replica of what Uh, a particular type is, whether it's the spiritual or whether it's the walking dead or whether it is the the (laughs) Stepford human, you know, whoever that is, we've just become that replica. And what we're each here to do is actually move from bondage to bonding and servitude to service. And replication to being the creative rebel, the person that says, I get there's no problems, there's nothing to fix, there's nothing to save, there's nothing to heal on the outside, and there's nothing to fix, save, or heal on the inside either, this is meant to be a place where I live boundlessly, timelessly, in constant creation. And when we do that with love, courage, and commitment, then we walk upon the path of true enlightenment, because that's something that is not going to be given to us from the outside. It's not going to be handed down from the universe. It's not going to be by some special anointing of a teacher or a guru. It's not going to be some kind of special ceremony or awakening aha moment. Enlightenment is something that we give ourselves, that we invite and we invoke and we initiate, but it is from the, the deep universe that is within the self being granted to the self. and And that's what I have discovered so palpably this past year on the rebel road is our youthfulness our vigor our excitement our aliveness our enlightenment is something we literally can hand to ourselves but we have to be willing to be first radically honest about where we're in bondage servitude and replication and yeah. And then we have to truly be radically clear about what being the child, not from the the childish sense, but from the childlike sense in the way that we approach life and other people and the world and especially our dreams and our desires.
2: Yeah, childlike has gotten a bad name with that childish thing. You know, time to put away childish things. What? It, it, it's not childish, it's that childlike quality of, yeah. oh, okay, well that was fun building that, but it fell down, oh, ooh, let's have fun building this one, or, you know, because I keep seeing that kid in the, sand, in the sandbox, and it's not until their parents are around or something, and their castle gets smashed, and their parents are like, ooh, then the kid's like, wait, maybe that wasn't a good thing.
5: Exactly. It looked like
2: fun, but I, and because there's this stream of incredible synchronistic energy, and and now of course there's it carries everything. The stream, everything that falls in the stream goes poof downstream. So you are just there with your arms wide open, and you're just the water's just washing over you, and then you you start to train yourself to clench and tighten up and and. Uh, it's one of my favorite games to play with someone. If you have the opportunity to be around a, a freshly minted human infant and, and you surprise them, I don't want to say scare them, but you startle them, surprise them, they have a tendency to open their eyes really wide. They take a deep breath and they open their arms and legs. They just spread eagle on the bed. Eyes open as big as they can, mouth open, breathing in. They're, they're, they're down there with, bring it that there's your source right there. That's the way we came from the factory was bring it. It's only after they get older that they learn to to flinch and clinch and, and duck and close themselves down. That's not our, a natural human reaction.
1: Rick, you said it. You said it when you said we train ourselves. We do. We train ourselves to be in that constriction and that tightness, and we allow ourselves to be... Uh, brainwashed by just taking on what we see and then we turn around and we do the very same thing to our children those of us that cannot become aware that we've lost that true essence that was really the whole uh, source of all of these extra extra gifts that we all have all of the multi-sensory abilities we come in with them. We each, every single one of us has them or had them when we were born. We've never lost them, but we've covered them up. We've trained our way out of them. And so it's, it's so important to be willing to say, what if I let myself be childlike? What if I did approach things from that state of divine curiosity that a child has or divine wisdom that a child moves with or, or the divine innocence and simplicity that children move in the world with? What if just those actions of myself changed? How could my world change? And it would be profound for most people to change in that way.
2: Oh, absolutely. Because it, when you look at everything... You know, we talk about the things we've solved in our lives and habits, but yeah, you know, I would say, in particular, like habits of thought or action or anything else that I've changed to something I like better. It, it 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 starts with that awareness, but then you just oh okay, that was that. Now what? What are we doing now? It it it, it just always wraps back to that. They really don't have a yesterday until we start handing them these things to be scared about tomorrow, and then they start having a yesterday. And then I I think infants are in the now and don't know what time it is, daylight savings or not. (laughs) And, uh, but it's that, you know, I get that image of a a kid's cartoon, you know, there's this huge river of water going and you're just laying there, it's coming over you. But then as you constrict, it's like trying to hold on to that fire hose and pretty soon that fire hose is whipping you around, beating the living daylights out of you. Same flow of water, you just, one of them, you're trying to constrict it and control it and hold on to it.
1: Well, I think one of the biggest obstacles that we have as adults is that we have agendas. We have this idea that we've got to accomplish something, or that we've got to get to a certain destination, or, or there's a certain life that we're all after, or a certain bank account that we want to achieve, or you know we we have to have a goal. All of us need to have a goal in life. And and what if we are just supposed to keep each moment in the experience of the moment? What if what if we got it all wrong when someone said? When you learn that, you better stick to it. You've got to practice, 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 and stick to it for the rest of your life. What if that's not your nature? It wasn't mine. I found myself loving one thing and diving into it, and and then all of a sudden there was something else that would get my attention, and then I wanted to do that, and then something else would get my attention. I wanted to do that. And instead of the encouragement of that and the excitement of this ability to roam from thing to thing and experience and learn, the statements that would come back were, you're going to be a jack of all trades master of none you're you're wasting your time if you can't commit to one thing and be good at it then you're just not going to be good at anything you know it's those kinds Ooh. of thoughts that get thrown at us and so then we lock ourselves in these lives thinking that we can never veer off of this one path that we're on and that's what creates the dullness and the sadness and the stuckness and the constriction that so many people feel. They're just locked down in a life that they have when maybe their spirit or their soul is now calling for something else.
2: Yeah. My, my, and
4: that's my, hitting the nail right on the head. Right
2: smack on the head or on the thumb with the hammer. Bang. Because, <laughs> wow, it, my how many times was,
4: have I heard, when are you going to write your next book? Well, what if I never write another book? Well, you're an author. That's what I was doing then. Right now, I'm hosting a radio show and talking to cool people from around the world. And sometimes I paint, and sometimes I sell my paintings. So that does, that doesn't mean that I have to be an artist forever.
2: You never really started. Yeah. So how do you how do you going to stop? But it. it It is. My father was just so fixated on that. You know, you you have to you have to find something and stick with it. You know. Yeah, that's a big
1: one for a lot of people.
2: Because you know, I played golf because he played golf, and then, but it turned out my friends weren't playing golf; they were playing tennis. So then I wanted to play tennis, and so I played tennis for a while, and, and. and then, oh, well, what about this over here? And then there's some golf some more, and, and, and then the guitar, and then the, you know. And I did the same thing with jobs. I'd get a job, uh, maybe I was, you know, maybe a decade, but then there was something else. And uh, he saw that as a horrible flaw, horrible flaw, to be overcome. Overcome. So mm-hmm. those words that just sound, it makes you tired to say it. Overcome something. And um, I love to tell the story that um, for a while when he had moved off to uh, retirement land in Kerrville, uh, it was my job, still living in the big city, to read the uh, obituaries every morning and see if any of my dad's friends croaked Mm. (laughs) and um, because he was quite early to the – the game he was the youngest CEO at his company and so his quote contemporaries were all 10 years older than he was and um, so I saw somebody that had uh, uh, been a neighbor of ours lived across the street and down one house and uh, but I didn't really remember us being real social with him but anyway I brought it up to dad and he said yeah I can't remember what he did what did he do and so I read the from the man's obituary and apparently he started like five or six multinational corporations but he would start them and sell them and then go start something else. He didn't mm. stay and run them. He he built them up to where they were worth millions and millions of dollars and then sold them and took those millions and went and played another game. And he lived right across the street in our neighborhood, you know, yeah, the hootsy-wootsy neighborhood of Houston. But I, I so I read that to my dad just just quickly and he said uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. He couldn't keep a job.
5: Oh. <laughs> and- yeah. I mean,
1: imagine imagine a kid on a playground, and and they were on the slide. And because they had that belief that you got to stick to one thing, that for the rest of their childhood, all they ever did was the slide, even though the merry-go-rounds there and the jungle gym and, and the seahorse or the rocking horse thing – seesaw thing I mean, imagine what that would feel like to be on a playground and be confined to one piece of playground equipment when you know all that other playground equipment's out there.
2: you could You could write the, the book of the myth of you know how good it must be on the seesaw because I, I see the seesaw, but it's so far away, and I'm a slider. <laughs> goodness gracious really people
1: it's how we've been confined.
4: i'm a slider and it it crashes some people in a a big way um Mm. mothers i'm a mother Mm. i've always been a mother i'm always going to be a mother and then my daughter moved out and now what do i do i've heard that story Oh, so yeah. many times
5: mm-hmm.
4: um, and you know then you, get, then you get the mothers that turn into the grandmothers and always take care of the grandchildren because they can't let go of their need to be a mother and it's just it, and that's cool if that's your journey again I have to you know I have to take a step back and not be judgmental about that because if that's what you want to do then that's cool my only thing is that be aware that you're doing it Be conscious that you're doing it and do it by choice.
5: Because
4: There are women out there who love to be a mother and that is their passion. I had an aunt who was like the hands down best housewife mother you ever and it made her happy to do what she did and that's where her joy and her bliss was and that was cool. So go to it. You know, I still to this day look up to her for who she was as a person, even though some would say, well, she's just a housewife. Yep, but she was really good at what she did, and that's because and, she loved doing it.
2: And it made but her really happy. If
4: she, It made her really happy, but yeah. if she didn't love doing it, then that's something people need to look at. They need to be aware. They need to be conscious of their choices. Don't stay stuck doing something you don't want to do just because you've always done that.
5: That's exactly it.
4: That's the kind of excuse
1: I'm talking about because you have to be radically honest of what position am I putting myself in or what what identity have I let myself buy into just so that I keep myself from my power and my full dreams so that I keep myself from what my real heart passion is. It's like you said if if you're not fully in love with it and it's not your bliss, but it's just what you do, then there's something missing because we're meant to be happy. We are meant to live our bliss. And and anyone that is not doing that has made up the excuse or created the very set of circumstances to keep themselves imprisoned until they say I can still have my bliss and still be this. It doesn't mean you have to stop being a mother if that's one of the roles that you play, but it shouldn't hold you back from what truly inspires you. Otherwise, the light in the eyes dims. The the stride slows. You know, the, the age starts to happen. Otherwise, we would stay young if we just constantly kept some aspect of life truly for ourselves where it was just about our own happiness and that's going to sound selfish to a lot of people but the only way we can give anyone outside of us is if we truly truly give to ourselves first
2: absolutely because it, it... selfish self first you 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 have people to have people get confused they get confused between the two And again, it's one of those earth-backwards things like childlike and childish. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of these ideas got picked on like in elementary school or junior high and so they got turned around. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how we did that, but uh, maybe we did it on purpose to see, well, if we start from the absolutely backwards, can we find our way out of the box? And
0: it, it... Urr. Uh, Backwards.
5: <laughs>
0: it, but let's well, examine
4: that for a minute. Let's examine that. And I know that I know that Simron will play this game with me, and who better to play it with? Something that I like to point out is there's a really big difference between being selfishly selfless and selflessly selfish.
5: Yeah.
2: Look at me, I gave three times as much to charity as you did.
4: <laughs> now I'm going to go to heaven.
2: Yes. And I'm God better than you. God loves me more. Mm-hmm. I'm his favorite.
4: That would be being selfishly selfless. <laughs> but if you are taking care of yourself, and you're living in your passion, and you're following your bliss, and you're living in a state of joy, and you're just exuding this beautiful glow of light out into the world in everything that you be and do. And trust me, that touches other people and it inspires them and it enables you to be young and vibrant and healthy enough to help people. That would be being selfishly selfless.
1: You know, there's a really simple way to know the difference between the two for those people that are trying to figure out which one of those they are. And that very simple way is one of them makes you tired the other one gives you energy it's very clear if you are yawning all the time if you're exhausted if you are obligated if you are always doing for others because there's this end result that's happening then you are being that one that is selfishly selfless and if you have energy and excitement and you are constantly feeling more youthful and younger, that was exactly what we were talking about. Then all of a sudden, you are now selflessly selfish. selfish. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. It's a tongue twister.
2: It is. But it it reminds me of a, a story we did on the show this morning uh, about the lady in Boston, uh, Nikki. The, uh, there's this lady up in Boston, and for as long as she can remember making other people smile, just she gets a Charge out of that. She goes around and leaves blankets and jackets on park benches, and she goes and hides and watches until one of the homeless people finds it. And you know, but I, I, just even reading the story, I can feel this energy like one of Santa's elves, you know, hiding around the corner, and somebody picked up the blanket and ooh, and then they just giggle and and run away, you know, or whatever. And and she's doing that because that, you know, floats her boat turns your crank you know it it you can feel the excitement so it it doesn't just give you energy it gives people that see you energy really if they just openly look at you and that's i think one of the things that gets people wondering they're like wow she's so full of energy i feel better what the Mm, what happened yeah.
3: yeah
2: and um because just reading the the quotes in the in the interview with this brief interview with this lady was was like you know I can I can almost feel the running around and leaving the little gifts for people to find and having all this excitement and not ever, not being there to take any credit. Just, you know, talked all about how it was about her mother and her this, and it, it was never anything about, and, but it's just so cool when you see them. That yeah. was what she kept talking, it's just so cool when you see them. It, well, mm. okay, so that was her thing, you know. And, uh, you know, people people talk to me, look at me, so you, you got up at 3.30 to do that radio show, good grief, when are you taking a week off? I wake up 15, 20 minutes early every morning. <laughs> it's that much fun. Uh, I do uh, often take a rest in the afternoon because it's just a strange hour. So I go to bed early, but uh, then I'm, you know, up and bouncing out of bed the next morning, you know, ooh, ooh, talk on the radio, get to have fun. Good news. Yay. um, Well,
5: Yeah,
4: come on. We get up every morning and all we do for two hours is talk about what's going right with the world. What awesome humans are doing to make the world a better place. So yeah, I am getting healthier every day. I get stronger every day. What's this fibromyalgia thing? I don't know. I don't know. Used to be a game I used to play, I guess. But I'm not playing it anymore. Why? Because I wake up every day and I get to talk about what awesome humans are doing, and then twice a week I get to come and do this. So, how can you not be healthy and happy and vibrant?
1: And I think the key is you're inspiring yourself. And so many people look to be inspired by something outside, but when we live that life of passion and of heart, which is the life of of the divine child then we realize that we inspire ourselves by what we want to engage in, by what we dive into, by what we play with. And then that inspiration that wells up within us can do nothing but spread to those around us and make us younger in the process and healthier.
2: It's contagious. It's contagious. But a lot of
1: people have forgotten how to even tap into their child. They've become such adults. And we're not here to be Awakened adults, we are here to be enlightened children.
2: Yeah, with finally the big body, so we can get the stuff off the top shelf. Yeah. At least some of us, and we'll help the ones that didn't get tall. <laughs> Do not know anything about that? But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's contagious. It's it's catching. So go infect as many people as you can, cause a cause a pandemic. <clears throat>
4: um, See, and people, at first, I I tell you what, some people thought I was a bit nuts. I'm not going to lie. They were like, how are you going to talk about good? Have you looked at the news today? Where are you going to find two hours worth of good news to talk about five days a week? I'm going to manifest it. (laughs)
5: Because that's what we
4: do. (laughs) We're going to talk about (laughs) it. I am convinced. If I am absolutely convinced that it's out there, it'll be there for me to talk about. It's not going to be hard to find. I know it's there. The only reason you don't know it's there is because you you, you've decided it's not.
2: (laughs) Must take a lot of work and filtering through hundreds of websites, and we get together about an hour before the show in the morning. And so we do the waking up first for everybody, I guess, because we do. We literally do. Like an hour before the show, go, okay, hello, good morning. What? Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. And in 30 minutes, usually, we have two hours of show laid out and with stories to spare every morning. We have mm-hmm. leftovers every morning.
1: There really is that much good in the world. There really is. It's just. It's just the other type of news is what... The drama people love, you know, it's something that people have gotten addicted to, just like sugar. And and once we realize that we can get away from those addictions and that there's something else that will actually give us a healthier high, we can start turning more towards that. And it really is the good stuff. It really is the good stuff. In my book, Your Journey to Enlightenment. Over here. I, um, I, I, I have these different um, scripts, these, these different places of poetry where I help people tap back into the child. And it's so easy to tap back into that essence, even if you're someone who didn't have a good childhood. There, there are words in there that just kind of poured through me. And, and they really bring a person back to that image and that feeling and that connection of what it was like to be a child. And then when you open to life in that way, it's a different perspective. It's a different attitude. And isn't that what really creates a different response and then attraction back to us is the perception and the attitude. And I'd love to share one of the passages whenever during the show if it
2: feels appropriate
1: because I think it would be helpful for people to tap back into that child if it's something that they've lost.
2: I think that would be awesome. We're actually right at the halfway point, so that's perfect. We'll uh, take a brief little break. And we'll and come we'll back come and back dive into pastures. the books and swim around a little more cause in there. Because, you know, Wayne Dyer said, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. That's right. And uh, so we'll start now and just right after this song. What are we going to play? Nikki, what are we doing now? Is she a miracle walking or a firebird or an earth
5: prayer? <laughs> oh,
3: firebird.
2: Firebird. I could feel that one with the, oh, I was like, hmm, you know me, Firebird. So this will we be, don't
4: have, But um, we don't have a birthday song for many of our we, artists.
2: We don't have an indie, indie artist birthday song. We'll maybe have to get somebody do to do one. one of those, yeah, yeah for us. We
4: hit Jordan up for that. Yeah. We need an indie artist. So we do one.
2: the ASCAP in the morning uh, because of the Flow Cooperative, so we could start yeah. something up there. But this is still EC Now, like EC Now was. We're still dancing with the one that brung us. No commercials, and it's free, all 375-some-odd hours of it. And uh, we hope to uh, keep it that way, but certainly for Absolutely. now. So this is our friend Ena with Firebird. We'll be right back, folks. Stick with us. everyday connection on the flow cooperative an entirely new stream on the scene welcome back everybody again that was our friend Ina V with her song Firebird and uh, Nikki Leach Ina V, Nikki Leach Nikki Leach is too long Lee. <laughs> Nikki Jean with uh, Jelly Bean and, uh, yeah, that's right. I outed you on the air about the jelly beans. Ah, it's actually a good thing that all of this stuff that goes on during breaks of our morning and evening shows are not taped because now that would be a blooper reel.
4: Well I, well, I always encourage people to eat healthy. I also encourage people to enjoy life. So I never advocate complete clean eating diet. If you happen to be one of those people who doesn't like eating clean all the time, and I, every once in a while. I don't live off candy, certainly, um, but every once in a while it's good to have a treat.
2: That's what I liked about I uh, Terry Wall's, uh, Wall's protocol was, the okay, you have these nine cups, three cups of color, three cups of greens, and three cups of sulfur-containing vegetables before you have anything else. In other words, you eat that every day, and anything else you eat is extra on top. But, you know, you want a piece of pie? Have a piece of pie.
4: Yeah, right. Well,
2: and, um,
4: girls got to have pie
2: every once in a while. Strawberry
4: shortcake. Well, shark cake. It's, that
2: whole, it's, that, it's that whole denial of pie that ends up with people going and getting a whole pie out of the freezer and needing it before the right. cause. Right,
4: because you can't have that.
2: Can't have that. Except when you were a child, we told you you only got those things when you were good. And so you want to be good, so have a pie. Uh, come- Silliness, childhood
4: <clears throat> speaking of and childhood and training
2: and childlike and untraining yes.
4: right Simran was going to read to us
1: unknowing yes. unlearning remembering it's all the same it is, it is it is
2: remembering putting your members putting yourself back together remembering
1: that's right that's right so what if we go back to the child right now? What if we find her, him or her that is, has been there, is there, and reconnect to that? So I'll have everyone close their eyes and just breathe and focus in on the heart. And as you're breathing in and out in an even breath, notice the ember that sits in the heart, a small glowing ember. And as you breathe into it, it glows brighter, but it's glowing because there's a little sound of a giggle and then all of a sudden footsteps. And the next thing you know, you see yourself as a child running around that ember within the heart, sometimes blowing on it to watch it go brighter, sometimes fanning it, other times skipping around it, poking at it. And as you breathe in and out, allow the light of the spine to reach into the heavens and down into the earth as the sounds and song and giggle of the child continues. And you remember how to play in the light of transparency, remembering who you are as the child. I want to play with you, ups and downs, where they go nobody knows. I am tall, I am small, I am narrow, I am wide. Who am I? I birthed as a divine aha moment. A sacred giggle had you be. In the lightness of love, all of creation had a moment where love fell in love with the thought of you. A stroke of insight and a splash of color, the casting of flesh created like no other. Divinely designed spiritual technology, engaging sacred entertainment, A divine comedy, a divine tragedy, stories layered upon one another, the great novel of this universe, spanning all space and time, epic, uber, and legendary, written in the stars eons ago. We have forgotten how to play. We have forgotten how to play. It is time to remember. Will you play with me? I am the one who plays. I am a child of of the universe a divine one my laughter lights up the world my song is the sound of creation I am the divine devilish one who creates mischief with a sly smile I am a divine angelic one that embraces with a compassionate eye I am the divine godly one creating in love in every moment I am the divine scale of balance that also disciplines my experience I am the light that is to color this world. I am the harmony that rises once all sound is heard. I am the space of the unknown waiting to become known. The truth is out. The truth is out. Won't you come play with me? Won't you help me play? As you breathe in this child, knowing that that giggle rests inside of you, that, that playful nature has always been within you, resting at the very center of the heart. Notice how as that childlike wonder, that curiosity and that innocence of the child inside grows, the ember and the light is fanned and turns into a flame. Breathe into that child again, and you'll breathe into the light of your own knowing and belonging. As you breathe, wiggle your fingers and your toes as if you were at the beach squishing in the mud. Allow that sacred giggle to rise up within you and come back into the space knowing that the child has been and is now with you and it's time to play, time to really play. How
2: many of us have that's, forgotten
1: how to do that, huh?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's that giggle. Oh, a
1: whole that's
2: lot. Just, that's <laughs> that giggle that I get out of Nikki up there. From there I was
1: going to say, Nikki's <laughs> giggle is perfect. It's, she, it is that childlike, beautiful giggle. It makes your heart smile when you hear it.
2: Yeah, it does. I'm, you know, at least one giggle show, I'm good for the 24 hours. All charged up.
4: I, I giggle a lot, too, I just noticed.
2: Yeah, and I'm hoping that by pointing that out as often as I do that we don't slow you down, Tal. Uh, doesn't seem to have so far, though. It, it really is. I, uh, I had quite the experience one time with one of my early uh, mentor, guide, sensei-type peoples uh, where I had this experience of finding little five-year-old me I'd had this thing where I saying near drowning makes it far more dramatic than it was, but I was bouncing along in the swimming pool, and all of a sudden when I, one time when I went to bounce, there was nothing under me because I had come to the deep end and um scared the tarnation out of me and uh, I went back in this experience and and found me there all dripping wet you know hands up around my mouth and uh, you know now we run and play more again he and i and well i and i and it gets confusing but it's what you get for trying to visualize things <laughs>
1: there really is a way to have life the way we want it and still come from that place of innocence and trust and curiosity that the child has and I think that that's what so many people are really seeking you know I think we 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 want this connection and we want this awakening experience but what we really are desiring to awaken to is ourselves and There's only one of us here, and it's a divine one. And it is that divine one individuated into different forms. And it is that divine one that came here to play, that came here to create, that came here to experience itself, and came here to play in all of the beauty that can be physicality, because this is the one realm that you can do that. And for us to limit ourselves and not allow ourselves the full gamut of experience and pleasure and play, and laughter, and emotion, then we are limiting the very divine one that we say created us. And who are we to limit that force from coming through us? But yet we do. And all that force desires to do is to create and play in the creation of itself.
5: And that's
4: absolutely hands down the best line from your, your book that I'm reading right now, is mm. you are experience experiencing itself.
5: <laughs> it yeah. just the resonates, resonates of experience.
4: with me. The experience
1: it takes the pressure of off. Itself. You know, if you really do live yeah. that way, and, and I think that, that that's the embodiment that can be taken from the book Your Journey to Enlightenment, is if you really live not as a human being, not as a spiritual being, not as an identity or as a personality or a goal that has to be set. But if you really just live as experience, experiencing itself, you can't be anywhere but in the now because the experience is always in the now. And so it really is that simple. If we just allow ourselves to say, right now I'm going through... Uh, a wonderful promotion at work. Let me be in this experience. Or right now, I'm going through the passing of someone that I loved. Let me be in that experience and experience myself in this through the emotion and the embodiment of what this is. Or right now, I'm going through the dark night of the soul. Oh, wow, this is the experience of that. Or I'm in the moment where my life looks like a blank canvas. And I have no idea what the next step looks like or what I could even create. Let me be the experience of experiencing itself in what it now would desire as experience. Then all of a sudden you've let go of all the smaller pieces of you which are personality or identity or name or lineage and you've now stepped into the bigger landscape of who you really are and living from that
4: perspective and attitude. And there goes the judgment and the beating up of self and the fear and the um, failed expectations, disappointments. It all goes away. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you, if,
1: you just
5: goes out of away. School, if
4: you had an affair,
1: if you did something bad to someone, if you didn't get the, the job you wanted, if you didn't make the money or if you didn't pay a debt or if as a child you stole a candy bar from school, all of a sudden it's not that you don't have uh, any remorse or learning from those experiences, but you're able to now look at them as, okay, this was an experience that experience had. But it doesn't define me. It doesn't dictate me. It was in that moment who I was at that time, and now I'm another version of experience experiencing itself.
2: People like to grab on.
4: Complicated.
2: We do (laughs) because we want to grab onto the karma thing. So then you see the situation will arise again, so that you may answer correctly and. It's not so much that as it is just the kid inside you thinks, wouldn't it be fun to try it the other way?
1: Well, you know, my thoughts about karma is that the reason karma actually exists is because somewhere in our being we actually hold the guilt or the shame for the experience that had originally happened. So when we hold that guilt or the shame for the experience that originally happened, it has to repeat itself so that we can get to the point of detachment but if we were to just live every moment as experiencing experiencing itself and it doesn't mean unconsciously I'm, I'm saying we have to live consciously in every moment doesn't mean we can't just go random and do whatever we want but we're consciously living as experience experiencing itself then there can be no guilt or shame about anything that you're doing even if you do something that others might judge as incorrect or wrong because you're going through experience You cannot create repeat karma. It's just not possible because you don't have the guilt to do so. That's my take on it. And I've seen that happen in my own life.
4: Yeah, I used to have a really bad relationship with karma. I used to think karma was like the biggest beat on the planet. Mm. I... Don't have a problem with karma anymore.
2: (laughs) My karma ran over my dogma.
4: Dare I say, karma's my friend.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Traded it in, got a new model. One of those electric jobbies. (laughs) Karma.
4: It's just, it's karma, karma. Um. Karma and Will, they're married, you see. (laughs) They are. They have a very volatile relationship, Mm. Karma and Will.
2: Because it really is. I mean, you look again.
4: A good cartoon.
2: You look again at the little ones. Yeah, Karma and Will and their little pet dogma. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you say, don't do that. You hurt them, and and the one kid will look at the other one, and the other one kind of looks up like, oh, I'm okay, and off they go. There's none of this, you know, you hurt me. You must be bad. You're an evil one.
1: Well, who teaches us the concept of good and bad? I mean, if you think about it from when we're born, we're told something is bad. We're told something is wrong. We, We don't come in knowing this is bad. This is good. We actually are coming in. If you look at children, they're extremely loving beings. They don't have any malice. They don't have any malevolence. They, they are just loving and open. But everything is taught to them or shown to them by example. And that's how we become different than our true nature. And the way back to enlightenment is just to allow yourself to open up to that nature that you had when you first came here. It's not forgotten. It's not gone. It's just clouded over with all those things that we took on. And we can just as easily take them off. It's really a change of costume. It's like putting on new clothes every day. and you allow yourself to put on the garment that lets you know you are the divine one walking? You are the divine child. You are here to have everything that you desired, and all that is required is your full-hearted excitement and play, allowing yourself to trust that your Divine Mother Father God, Divine Mother Father Source, Divine Mother Father Universe, Divine Mother Father You is going to provide that to you, because it's all just you. It's all oneness.
2: There's only one of us here. It's you. It's you. <laughs> that would be one of my favorite ones of your lines. It's the only one who's here. And it's you. you Use on first. <laughs> yeah, when you yeah. when you stood up on you know TED Talk and said that, I was like, ah, now see, I've been waiting for somebody to stand up and say that besides me. I thought it was crazy.
5: Because
2: mm. people get focused on there's only no, one of us here and you're it's not me. Crazy. You're
5: there's,
4: insane.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, insane. That's right.
1: You're you're Mm -hmm. completely, it's complete insanity. Yep,
4: you're completely in your sanity. There
2: you go. And um, doing my best to strive for perfection, which, as we found the Latin roots of this morning, simply means to perform completely.
5: Mm.
2: Okay, well, see, now, that's a whole different concept than what I was taught.
5: Yep.
1: Well, doesn't that go along with what we were just saying? Because if we performed completely, then that means we would put our full fullness, our full heart, our full passion, our full mind, our full form into every activity that we were in in that moment. Then we would be in a constant state of perfection.
2: Exactly. Living life fully, all ringing every drop out of there is... That's perfection by the definition the ancients when they said they were striving for perfection, they weren't to some ideal something.
5: Words,
2: fun with words. Wordsmith Wednesday. It, uh, On Monday. I think, yeah, well, I think we left those things. Yeah, but it may not. It's not going to be Monday when we air this probably. That'd be interesting. (laughs) We have to start doing like Ellen, you know, she's got somebody with a sign that tells her what day it is because they don't tape them on the day that it is when it's, you know. It's confusing, this radio business, TV business. (laughs) It's almost as much fun as daylight savings time. Okay. It's it's
1: alternate Uh, realities. You're you're creating alternate realities. (laughs) Look at how easy it is to create the universe.
2: Oh, it is. Make a choice now there's a whole new one look it's all real somewhere if you can think about it you can't think about no thing
4: you're right that's very hard to do
2: yes you can't do that
4: tried that for a second yeah yeah doesn't work
2: Like Bashar talking about, you know, croaking. You can't not exist. Non-existence is already full of all the things that won't exist. So you can't, there's no room for you. You exist. Get over it. Sorry. But again, the kids, it, it doesn't seem to distract them. They're just like, oh, I'm here? Okay, that's good. Off to the next shiny thing. And this world is full of so many shiny, fun games to play. And if there's not one, you make one up. Good morning. Two-hour morning good news show. You can't do that. (laughs) I bet we can. And a lot of people, what are you going to talk about? How are you going to? You can't do that. You're going to. I'll give you a week. You're going to run out of stuff to talk about.
5: (laughs) Eh.
1: You know, the one thing I know about children is they're only serious about one thing. Their play, and so when you talk about your two-hour good news morning show, you're just being kids because you are completely serious about your play.
2: That's right.
4: I'm, de- I'm deadly serious about my play.
2: That's right. Yeah, deadly don't-
4: serious about this game. Absolutely.
2: And don't be messing with my game. If you want to mess with my game, you go in the yard next door because over here we're playing this.
4: <laughs> That's exactly it. I'm deadly. I get up in the morning. I am totally focused on what I'm doing.
2: I mean, this is, this is my broadcast radio partner who, you know, sometimes, particularly in the winter, cold weather, has just been having a bunch of that. You know, she doesn't have any energy. She can't get anything done. And she gets up and does 20 minutes on the elliptical before she even thinks about coming to talk to me. I'm like, wow, who yeah. are you? What have you done with my, yeah. that other one? That's why we can't call you Gene anymore. We have to so call said. you Nikki if somebody else is here. <laughs>
4: but Fibromyalgia, what? I don't know what you know, and that's that's it. Like as long as I'm as long as I'm following my passion, this disease label thing um, that was gifted to me by my doctors just doesn't exist for me. I just continually get healthier and stronger every day, and it's fascinating to me to watch. <laughs> you know, that's, I think, Nikki, what so
1: many people would say is, you know, how, how can I go be childlike? How can I go live my dreams and my passions when there's all these things that are going on in my life? Like, maybe I don't feel good or maybe my children are going through issues or what about what's going on in the world? You know, we've got all these things all over the world that are taking place that are just horrible and horrific and, and we need to fix all of those things. But I believe... That if we each just stepped into what our truest heart passion is, what really makes us tingle all over, then we would, between all of us, bubble up the inspirations that actually would solve a lot of the problems that exist. We've been trying to think our way out of, sol- out of these things as solutions, but our best thinking got us into most of the situations that we're in. So maybe it has nothing to do with thinking our way out. Maybe it has to do with being inspired and allowing that unique genius to bubble something up that creates the solution. Maybe being so inspired and diving into something that's a heart passion is actually going to put the energy into that rather than into the disease and allow someone to heal because they're not focused on trying to cure themselves, but they're focused on trying to create something instead. I believe that that
4: is what we're meant to do here and what if we could take it a step further and this is where the game gets really interesting because if we talk about manifesting if we talk about talk about being a synchromistic, a true synchronistic knows that there's absolutely nothing wrong with the planet because the moment you accept that there's a problem in the world then it exists exactly so that's where it becomes so vitally important to be aware and conscious of where you're placing your perception and your energy.
2: And exactly. It's, it's not a trick. There's. I've been accused, we've actually both, Nikki and I, have been accused of being a bit Pollyanna-ish. Pollyanna-ish. Uh, Which I'm
4: grateful for because well, yes, when you because know the meaning Pollyanna's of the a, word.
2: a great, a great story and she dreamed it could be better oh. and then it got better. And we're sort of on that same sort of thing. It's not that, you know, okay, well, I have a problem with pollution. No, we don't. Now, that doesn't mean that when I walk my dog in the morning, every morning when we walk, there's plastic something on the ground, and I pick it up, put it in the trash. Because I don't want plastic on my ground. But I'm not going to make some big global issue out of it. If everybody just picked up the plastic that they walked by every day, it would all be up, most of it. <sighs> you know, it, it,
1: <sighs> so What if all of the, those issues that existed, like let's say the pollution, what if the person that focuses on this and says we need to do something about the pollution in our planet, what if you created that issue so that you could be the one to be inspired to create the solution? Maybe that's your unique genius. Maybe that's the... That's the inspiration that you wanted to experience, as experience experiencing itself. But there really was no problem. Exactly. That was it's not that it was a problem. It was your that you, game. It was more so to get you into the place of creation, not to focus on a problem. And and that, that's the shift of the perspective and the shift of the attitude that can truly change the world. If everyone stopped looking at things as problems and start looking at things as wow, here's an opportunity to create from within myself something. And then yes, be... That's it.
4: exactly it. Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as you say, I want to help people for the rest of my life, well, guess what? You've just managed to manifest a world full of people that need help. They need to be helped. Good job.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and you wonder why it seems like every time you turn around, there's more of them. Well, because there are. Because <laughs> that's what you
4: said you wanted to do. That's where your passion is. And that's okay. That's cool. Just be aware of it is all I'm saying. All of those... Whatever your game is, play it to the best of your ability. But be aware that you've chosen to play it. Yes.
2: Not that it's something you're stuck in or trapped with or... uh, And take the inspiration. Take the inspirational bounce. You know, somebody should do something about that. Well, good morning. You're somebody. Exactly. You, you are experience
1: experiencing itself. Go create.
2: <laughs> and, um, you know, as I saw the big smiles on that kid's face that he's inv- invented this thing or made the plans for this thing with solar panels. And anyway, it goes and just cleans up all this plastic in the ocean. And it's, he's playing a game. Somebody said there's a bunch of plastic in the ocean. He said, ooh, ooh, I can fix that. look, look. look. And, again, not that it's not serious. Well, okay, it's that it's not serious. There's nothing that serious going on down there, peeps. And let him play his game and his little automatic hoo has will go out there and sweep all that up and, you know, then they won't have any plastic more to pick up and so we can use them for, I don't know, parties on the weekend, solar robotic little boat. That would be cool. (laughs) and um, the little bears of the world that are like what what are you eating they don't see a problem they're just like really you're doing what take the inspirational bounce could be fun you could start off on the rebel road and end up going to Machu Picchu in places
1: that's right that's right the world was created for us, and we were created for the world. It's one giant playground.
2: And what a playground!
5: Yeah, like yeah have you seen it?
2: Interior designer, what a deal! <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: but, but, yeah, now mentioning Machu Picchu and South India and stuff you're getting around
1: yeah you know i just decided that if i'm experience experiencing myself then i just want to experience the things that would really be fulfilling and joyful and fun and another huge piece for me was i wanted to connect with people i wanted to create community i wanted to have a family of people to travel with so i decided i'll just take trips and i'll invite people to come along And so South India is in December, and Machu Picchu is um, – actually, there's going to be another one. It is going to be next uh, summer, 2015, in June.
2: In June?
1: Yes. Yes. The one for this summer is complete, but we will do another one next summer.
2: Wow, coming up in July, and it's already all full, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's an awesome
1: place
2: to go. playing a fun game. You will never find yourself short on people that want to play. Exactly. And that, I think, sometimes is one of those fears that we like to play with is, you know, well, but none of my friends are doing that. They won't like me anymore. That's the excuse. That's another one of
1: those excuses.
2: Yeah. Because Jonathan Livingston Seagull, right? Well, there won't be any, there's no other seagulls up there. You're going to be all by yourself. And he flew to the higher altitude and stuffs, and found out there was more seagulls up there, just like him, shiny wings and all. Always. You know, one,
1: of the, one of the essences I talk about in the book, Your Journey to Enlightenment, is that one which is divine curiosity. And, and that's something that a child just is filled with, and it's that opening to everything in life with excitement. And, and letting yourself open to it, not just in the mind of I'd like to do this, but fully from the senses of not only do I want to do it and imagine it and be there to be mentally stimulated by it, but I want to know what it tastes like and feels like and smells like and and how to, you know, every part of my senses experience this. And that to me is what what traveling does. It It opens up the, the body the mind and the spirit in such ways that nothing else does.
2: I have to agree. It, there's something about travel, and people have written about it mm-hmm. for like as long as I, the books around that Absolutely. travel does this thing. And I don't know if it, it allows us to recognize that we're brand new in the moment. You can't. It, it's I hard to so. be stuck in what happened five years ago when you're someplace totally different than you've ever been. The people are different. They look different. They sound different. The place smells different. It feels different.
5: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: And, uh, you know, people have... Even my physician has asked me, you know, try to figure out what's going on with Costa Rica. And I think it's the travel thing. I think people could get the same thing from traveling. They wouldn't have to just go to Costa Rica and be there. Um, Is you... You know without a doubt that you're new in the moment. And so you're kind of looking around for what's going to be the next shiny thing. And, uh, you know, my little dog Molly down there in the jungle, I she would hear something and she was off.
5: <sighs>
2: you know, none of this, you know, well, what? Are, it could be a poisonous snake or a great big monkey. I got a picture of her on Facebook the first time she saw a monkey. It's, and that look on her face she's like, what the... <laughs> and the very next moment was, I'm going to get it. And she was off, you know. <laughs> she she finally she was
1: being the child. <laughs> she
2: was. She was right there in the moment going, ooh, look at that. I'm going to play with that. And she was off. And uh, eventually, after a month or two, she got bitten by a monkey and she quit chasing him so much. But she found out the monkeys didn't want her to play their game.
5: <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: But, you know, what What is curious about things actually provides more answers about us? You know, if everything is us, then don't we want to know more of ourselves, more uh, discover another aspect or encounter another piece that we've never seen before? And when we embark on everything with that kind of divine curiosity, we just open to other aspects of the self, which then expands the awareness. It expands the activation within the cells. It expands... The connection we have with the outer world, which then expands the connection that we have with the inner world. And so it's, it's about truly living lives of excitement, but having the love, courage, and commitment to get outside of our own boxes to do so.
2: And, and come new to the moment. Yes. Not, not, not new. Don't forget everything that you've learned. It's important to look both ways when you cross the street, but come new to that moment. Don't be thinking about the bus that was there last week, because you might miss the one that's there this week. Smack.
1: I thought you said nude, which we really oh. don't have the
2: same. It's <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. Because we
1: should come bare naked to every moment. We really should. It's that yeah, type of transparency to come that openly and innocently. When, I, when, I, when yeah. I talk about being bare naked, I'm, I'm talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking
2: about that. No, drop yeah. the luggage, leave even the backpack, leave, leave it all behind, come fresh, new to the moment without any of our preconceived notions because those are the times, the most, some of the most joyous times in my life are when I was able to do that in the moment. And um, you don't. Uh, Nikki and I went to... Costa Rica for that thing. We talked about all the synchronicities that happened. We were laughing about it. We also, I had lots of energy every day. Didn't take a nap I think. I laid down one day, maybe two. Um, But not most days. Just zoom, zoom, zoom. Because I didn't have time to stop and think about being sick.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he got back and he was sick again and he's like, what's going on? Like, I'm
2: This is no good, so I'm going to move to Costa Rica, because obviously the secret was in Costa Rica. But
4: Uh, it wasn't. As they say
2: on American game shows, "Eh," wrong answer.
4: (laughs) But a month in, in it wasn't. It was, because about a month in, you realized, well, I'm not any better. So what was it? Was it you being here with me? No, that can't be right. And we went through that whole analyze this game. Because that's a fun game show. There you go. Bob Saget should be the host of that one. He could drop the F-bomb a couple times, and that would make sense.
5: Right.
2: Um,
4: It was, yeah, it was a really weird experience, but it eventually came to light that it had nothing to do with, with me. It had nothing to do with it being Costa Rica. It had everything to do with... Was he passionate about what he was doing? Was he following his passion? Was he doing this thing? And now he's doing this thing in the morning, and he's feeling better. Every day. He's in Phoenix. And it has nothing to do with the fact that he's in Phoenix. He just happens to be doing it from Phoenix. But it's because he's doing this thing, and it makes him feel better. So he's better. (sighs) That's just it.
2: it. It... It really is. It's just like, you know, oh, well, I'm back here in this apartment, in this city, in this town with all these friends, and I'm going to be just like I was. And there I was. It took about a week, ten days, and I was just as sick as I was before.
1: Yeah, when you, when you were in that first situation, you were in such a state of presence and in the moment and openness and excitement and readiness. I mean,
2: things happen so fast. We we quite ambitious with what we were going to accomplish, and so things happened so fast and so continually that there literally was not. It's I, I didn't really know except for you know we had to appear on the radio at certain times. Other than that, I really didn't know what day it was. What it, what it was daytime? Did it didn't and because, matter? Did it matter? Because no, exactly. That's what. But that's what I'm saying. It was almost because of that when you travel, you know that it's all brand new. You haven't gotten to learn any of it. Um, that you... It, it has a, more of a tendency to hold you in the moment. Because you know you don't know. And we, we really can be in that space of I don't know all the time. We really pretty much are in that space of I don't know all the time. But we've, we've trained ourselves to believe that we know. And then you've, limited, you've just limited your options for an outcome. Well and, I think that's um,
1: the other exciting thing about stepping outside of your environment, that w- when we step outside of our normal environment, we get away from everything that we have bought into and placed as an identity and and then all of a sudden we have the chance to experience ourselves differently, and that would be without the illness or without the pressure or without the constriction or the stress. And then there's an opportunity to see that life can be different, that something else can happen, or we have the space to inquire, like we were talking about before. There's a space that, where there can be in- inquiry and contemplation. And then when you return back to that space and you see things somewhat return to the way they were, you don't want to go back. You want to have what you had before, in, the, in that newness, and you allow yourself then to seek that out and, and find how to then create that in your life.
2: And uh, you bring, you 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 start to learn to bring that. Yeah. I I guess it really is more of the being naked, the not bringing that, and 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 coming with that open, childlike, you know. Eyes as wide as you can get them, deep breath, arms wide open, I'm ready to take action and respond. And I want to see it all, smell it all, hear it all. Um, Little little infants don't ever plug their ears when there's a loud noise. That's right. They turn and look right at it with their eyes wide open.
1: And they reach for it. They want to touch it. They want to taste it, they they want to dive right into it. Ooh,
2: there's something over there. Let's go see about that. Just like Molly with the, she would hear something, and off into the jungle she would go. And, um, and real quick taught me that, you know, okay, five minutes of that freedom is just going to have to be worth it more to her than another, you know, six months of cooped up in an apartment doing nothing. Mm. And, um, and I think that if dogs, you know, really could have those deep philosophical discussions, that she would have said, well, duh. Because <laughs> you know Abraham, that uh, somebody finally asked him, why do dogs hang their head out the window? And Abraham said, it's the most profound question anybody's ever asked us. Because, it, why do they hang their head out the window and risk getting bugs hitting them in the eye? Because the ride is just so worth it. And, um, you know, I. Well, it's, it's
4: like I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't understand any of it, really. I went to the Philippines, I saw this amazing things and this, this traveling thing, it caught my heart and these people there, they changed my life and gave me purpose. Those children gave me purpose and then I came back and I, I got confused because I was going to save the world. Mm. And so I asked my daughter one day, what is the meaning of life? And she looked at me with her 11-year-old innocent eyes and said, well, to live, Mom.
5: Uh, What
4: else would it be? How wise. And I said, oh, well, hell, I might as well get on with it then. And that's when the journey really started. (laughs) Oh, right, to live, yeah. Wait, I got to put that in my book. And I did, because it made sense. Because if you don't know, ask a child why. Why? Because they know. They know. They know.
2: They don't, they don't have the evaluation that that's too simple of an answer or <laughs> cryptic or... Are you being metaphorical? No.
4: <laughs> What's the meaning of life? To live, Mom. To live.
2: Okay. Oh. I get it now.
5: Okay. Yeah.
2: Let's do some that of that then.
5: Right. Exactly. And,
2: and, and you can't do some of that when you're trying to figure it all out in the paralysis of analysis, back where we started this little... I, I, Man, that coffee maker's loud.
5: <laughs>
2: I have to say that every once in a while, because I don't want people to think that, you know, Molly's having an asthma attack or something in the background.
4: My chair squeaks. I don't know if anybody can hear it, but every time I move, it goes
2: squeak. Oh, you remember that chair that I had at the, towards the beginning of the show that started going, oh, wow, I could barely move. And it shattered glass. Yeah,
4: it's just me. Squeaky chair. Does anybody have oil? Send it my way.
2: I digress again. We knew that. See, there was a but shiny that's thing. The point. Squeaky chair. A shiny thing. The Come the down the
4: child
1: went over there. That's exactly how life is meant to be lived.
2: And that's the only way that you can be a synchromystic. Because the synchronicity might be, you know, you get this sudden feeling I should pull into that bookstore. Oh no, my life purpose doesn't have anything to do with books. Well mm-hmm. pulling into the bookstore may not have anything to do with books. There may be a person in there. Or a flyer for a conference or a yoga class or or a book.
4: Or your but, future husband, slash
2: wife, slash You you don't you don't go in there with, you know, okay, the answer to life is in here. No, just the next shiny <laughs> thing. That's that's all. And When you can be open to that, you know, when your GPS, you know, you try three times in a row and the GPS won't do what you want it to do, you say, okay, there must be a reason. And you go the way the GPS wants you to go. and You avoid getting stuck in a taxi strike. Happened to us in Costa Rica. Happened
4: happened to us in Costa Rica. Absolutely.
2: (sighs) And I could have, I assure you, I could have forced it to take us the other way because I did that.
4: He tried. (laughs)
2: On our our way down there, I programmed the the GPS from here in the States before we left because I wanted to be ready. And it kept telling me, no, I don't know how to get there that way. You need to go this way. And I finally put enough little points of interest. I I made it. Route us along the coast because that's what we had decided we were going to do. (laughs) Best laid plans of mice and masters. We were stuck in the... Holy Week, everybody go to the beach crowd leaving San Jose to go to the beach. And if, you don't, if you've don't, you never been to Costa Rica, 75% of the country's population lives in San Jose. So even if just a small percentage of them goes to the beach, that's like all of them that are going to the beach or on that same road you're Except on.
4: Except that it's like 50% of San Jose go to the beach during Holy Week. It's like the whole city leaves. except They do. Like they close the all the businesses
2: down. They, yeah. You know, it's and
4: awesome. Um, but we were but stuck in that traffic, and
2: had we gone the way it the was, GPS wanted to take us, we would have not had any problems. We would have just zipped right up. There would have on. been no
4: traffic, you see. So now, mind you, we did have a good time. Um, we got oh. a really good, solid lesson in how to just chill and enjoy the journey because there were people, I mean, we were literally going like a kilometer an hour
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: sometimes. That's how far you were getting. So you, people, there were people getting out and running back to a car, like five cars back, because they realized that was their friend. So they'd get in that car and they'd hang out and they'd talk for a little bit and then they'd hop out and they'd go to the roadside stand and grab some fruit for the family or some pop over there and bring it over to their their car. It was a big party on the highway. It was a big party, on, a big party on the highway. Um,
2: so on the way bit, to the party. It was
4: party. so worth it. It was so worth it. It was a hard, yeah. It was a party on the way to the party, but it's how we looked at it. I think because if we had a both been like we got to get there, and we did have a show scheduled that night that we had to like
2: we had to record. It's twenty um, minutes to spare, I think, getting there.
4: Yeah, yeah, so when, we made it with twenty so minutes we were to spare. Doing, and we were on air when we so when needed to be. We were doing be. live so, radio.
2: We had to be there. But, <laughs> we didn't have. We weren't taping. We had no margin but for error. But we gave
4: up. We gave up along the way and just, you know what, screw I, it. Let's enjoy this.
2: And, and I guarantee you, had I started playing with that GPS and trying to figure out how to get us out of this, quote, mistake, unquote, we wouldn't have made it with we 20 minutes to spare. we never
1: made it in time. Yeah. Well, and I think what you been said, big. Nikki, about it's how you looked at it, that, that, again, that's that whole sandbox thing. You can either be in the sandbox where you're going to look at life in in a more positive nature, in an optimistic way, in a playful way, in a light way. Or you can be in a sandbox where you're just going to look at life as if it's out to get you, it's hard, it's a struggle, everything's going to be in your way, nothing's ever going to work out. But it's just a matter of which sandbox you're choosing to live in. And based on the sandbox you're choosing to live in, you're going to have the, the... kinds of materials, the kinds of playmates, the kinds of experiences that are going to allow that perspective and attitude to play out. And and so people can have the lives they want, but they have to be responsible to keep their own perspectives and attitudes in check.
4: Absolutely, because it's really go. It's really easy to go into panic mode, and I can yeah. use something that happened tonight um, as as excellent example. So right before the show, we had a cancellation for our Wednesday night recording for the guest that was supposed to show up on Wednesday night, and now that we're working with the flow, we have to keep our recordings going on a regular basis because we have a schedule again that we have to fill shows for, right? But we both decided to kind of throw up our hands and go. You know what? Whatever happens, happens, and um, if somebody comes along, they come along. And sure enough, we now have a new guest for Wednesday night. Mm. And I didn't do anything for it.
2: Nope, didn't it go look happened. for anybody. Didn't send any emails. I didn't. didn't.
4: No, I
2: didn't. But go you had to somebody. throw your
4: hands up, just like the roller coaster.
2: You had
1: to put That's your exactly hands up it. in the air and go Wee. That's right. And yeah,
4: that's exactly. <laughs> I was like, we, and I could have gotten really, I could have gotten really annoyed. These people, yeah. people last minute. How dare they? No explanation given. How I dare I know who they?
2: I am. I I'm what.
4: What is that? What? That's BS. So you know, I mean, obviously they had their reasons, and that's cool. Bless them Carry on. Have a good journey. It have happens. Um, George will take care of it because that's what George does. Curious George, being the genius that he is, and he did. He brought it, in this really entertaining hour. guy named John. Yeah, like I, I, it's, it's a done deal. And the, the dude's in Japan, so that should be fun because he'll just be waking up and we'll just be getting ready for bed. So, you know,
2: it's always one of those fun tells. shows. What are
4: those?
2: It's always fun when we get somebody but, in Australia when it's tomorrow. Well, we had Singapore,
4: but because well, then we know that
2: the world's not ended We today. know
4: that the world hasn't ended today <laughs> yeah. because.
2: It's already Tuesday over there.
4: But that's kind of of how the show works, is that it it just flows together, you know? And I think every job in the world can work that way. Every career in the world can work that way. Every life can work that way.
2: I think the reason I say that, that, you know, there's people out there that probably don't believe when we say that we don't plan any of this is because I was one of them for a long time. I wouldn't have believed that.
4: Oh no! I wouldn't believe. I wouldn't up, even believe my own books.
2: That's just part if of their, I, you know, mystique for their show. They they really work these things out long in advance and and plan exactly what they're going to say and, you know, our morning show does that. It just it just flies together. I'll pick, uh, Nikki will pick a correspondent report. I'll pick a feature. Uh, Addison will will pick a song, and they all go together with beautiful vignettes and segues and just like somebody but
1: until you trust life enough like that you can't you can't experience that magic i mean the rebel road is so much that same thing it's been it's been not planned it's been spontaneous shows every piece of it has just been trusting but when we can really let go like nikki said throw those arms up in the air and just trust it's going to be okay then we have the opportunity to see amazing magic happen we have the opportunity to see the world conspire on our behalf rather than us always having to control it or fix it or push it or will it 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 doesn't have to be that hard it doesn't have to be that exhausting but but, but, it really can be easy
2: but everybody knows you must wrestle it to the ground and kill it (laughs) 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 that's one of those them of they say things
4: Some of say, do say a lot, don't they?
2: Yes. No, it starts to make sense. You know, Abraham talking about, you know, we build statues to these people that struggle hard. Mm. Yeah, we do. But that doesn't make it valiant or anything. It's it's just unworkable. (laughs) I can't believe it, it. And I spend very little time beating myself up about it. It's just an amazing wonder at what there is to come is all the things that I obviously have missed along the way because I was so busy focused on some destination.
1: Yeah, the destination. That
2: never happened probably anyway or certainly didn't happen the way I thought it up.
4: it's, It's the lies we tell ourselves. The biggest lie I ever told myself was that in order to learn compassion, humans had to suffer. Yeah, oh, that's a big one. And because I wanted to be this compassionate, loving, caring person who made a difference in people's lives and inspired them, I set myself up a life of, of intense suffering for many, many years until I realized, well, that's silly. I can just be compassionate. Why am I doing that? <laughs> I can yeah. be just compassionate. It's innate in us yeah. to love our fellow man. It's innate. It's born in us. Look into a baby's eyes and tell me that that child does not exude love.
5: Mm.
2: They really do. You just look at. That's why we. I, most people that don't have some considered opinion, just they look in baby's eyes or they hear some baby giggle. Is that the laughter of <laughs> babies? Whoa, that's just like right mainline and joy and source right there. Right, you know, it just really makes you gives you shivers.
4: It'll melt anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yummy the Yummi- yummiest sound on the planet is a, is a baby's giggle. Absolutely.
2: Second place, Nikki's giggle.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you that one right there. I,
1: I, I say hear, hear to that.
2: <laughs> and, um, so we, all, we want to hear all of y'all giggling. Okay? When you call uh-huh. to tell us your story and say you want to be on the show because i got this incredible story, we want the first thing you do, or at least the second, to, be, to giggle because it can be. It can be. It is that amazing it's if you,
1: because a sacred giggle had you be in the first place
2: i think i heard something about that
1: yeah mm. so
2: guys here we go again
4: girls
2: having so much fun <laughs> nice girls y'all I know
4: we're there already right
2: it's hey, like how can how that, be that happen? We just started talking we're having so much fun but that's how time flies and, uh, but we want to be sure that you can find the book, and uh, there's Intuitive Sessions. And
4: Simron. And the Rebel Road Sessions Rebel Road. and stuff. All
2: so yes. The Rebel Road is easy. It's therebelroad.com. That's it.
1: That's and, it. And uh,
2: 66 shows.
1: Yep, we've got 20 shows left.
2: Crazy lady. Uh, I mean, this wonderful. <laughs> thing. Wow
1: insanity complete yeah. insanity you know, don't even have
2: it all planned i'm just going but i'm going to take off i'm going um, this is what i'm going to do so i'm doing it I'm all in. and that's uh, right. you can also find her at simron hyphen dash uh, whatever you want to call that little i call them hyphen simron hyphen singh.com
1: that's
2: it as apparently simronsing.com is a um, Seventeen-year-old in India, or something like that.
1: <laughs> you know, my name was unique to me for so long, and now there's so many of them.
2: It's funny how that happens, isn't it?
1: It is. It Never is. met anybody
2: named so and so, and then the next fifty people you meet, forty-five of them have that name.
1: I know. I know. Yes, and I do have a, a your journey to enlightenment is the book, and I have a site your journey to enlightenment dot com where there are support audios, meditations, and videos as you go through the book to really um, help you to move more and more deeply into your childlike nature so that you live full out in divine play with love, courage, and commitment as you birth into your own new dawn.
4: And it really does walk you through it. Um... And keep your ears open um, for our listeners. I will be doing a book review uh, very soon on our morning show because it's just, it's, we do that me, on Wordsmith Wednesdays. Uh, the reason it takes me to Wordsmith Wednesdays, but it's taking me a while because I have to, I have to make sure I mark.
5: It's very and there's juicy. so many
4: pages to mark.
5: It's very that's, juicy. Well,
4: that's the problem. There's a lot of juicy. Um. <laughs> It like could be
2: a two-part book review. Never two, know.
4: It could be a two-part book review. I think the I might have book, to do that parts. because there's mm-hmm. so much juicy in there. There's so many valid questions that you cover um, in such an innocent way, and but they're so vitally important questions for for people to look in the mirror and look at their lives and and ask themselves these questions because. It's it's a need-to-know kind of thing, you know? Like, if you, you want to take your next step, you're going to have to ask yourself some of these questions. But it's not it's not an attack. And that's the beautiful thing about it. It's a, hey, do you want to play this game? And if you do, here's some things you should know about
2: how to how win. it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: That's
2: what right? we always do, it's, right? It's, it's, we bring people, and this is how it works really, for them. It's a really...
4: Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say innocent, look at looking in the mirror.
1: And it and when, the way it was written, uh, because this really a lot of it just came through, it is an experience. It is meant to be an experience for you so that you don't just read a book or take in intellectual information, that you go through this experience coming out the other side really understanding your divine child, really understanding your divinity and the beauty of that play that you're here to have.
4: And that's it. you got to take a slow it, like, meander gentlemen. through this book. Take a yeah. slow stroll take your time. through this
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> take your time, really. Feel okay. into it. Breathe into it. Read into it. All of those things. Wow. Thanks so much for carving some time out of the Rebel Road to come and play in our virtual sandbox. Oh,
1: it is always a pleasure to be with the two of you. You just, I love what you do. I love how you play. I love the way you connect with other people in the world and constantly create and just keep being the amazing examples of of just fully living passion. I I think it's awesome and I'm here in full support of both of you.
4: Ah. Yay. Love us. And happy birthday again.
2: Happy birthday again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Congratulations on another trip around the sun. Oh, oh. I'm so excited <laughs> to be
1: 46 years old. I have earned every single year. I have truly earned every single year, and I'm excited about it. See, there
4: you go. You're another one. If I just saw your picture, I would call you a young lady.
1: Aw. <laughs> Thank you.
4: I, I, didn't, I didn't peg for 46. See, there you go. There you go. Living in your passion. It keeps you young, keeps you beautiful, keeps you shining.
2: Fountain of
5: youth.
2: Fountain of youth. That's right there inside. Drink from the fountain after which you will never thirst again or something, classically said. But, you know, that's another show.
1: I'll have Shakespearean.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for joining us because we appreciate each and every one of you, too. Uh, Join us in the morning sometimes. Uh, We have a lot of fun with the good news. And, of course, there's replays up for that. And bop over to our website, everydayconnection.me, and you can find out stuff about all that. And uh, we hope you do. We hope you join us again next time. But until then.
4: To our mother, to each other, but especially to yourselves, stay connected. Mm, Lots of love.
2: Have a great now, everybody. Join Gene and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection.
4: the Flow Cooperative, bringing you the sounds of an awakening world.
0: So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted.
1: We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.